with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, first ever for Section 336, we're coming live from Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. We're actually in the concourse of the stadium doing the show live from, from, from Bowie. So we will, on today's show, we will break down Chris Tillman's start. We'll also talk about our experience here at uh, Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing, stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rohde. Live from Bowie, Zany as ever. And the button lover, Josh Soroka. How's it going? And we hope people can listen to on, on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're, we're streaming live on Facebook. You I got don't the think game they on can. the background. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate how we're having struggles here. Every time Josh tries to fix it, his like face goes right in the <laughs> Facebook Live camera, yeah. so like half of people's video is just Josh's up close face <laughs> on Facebook Live, which I think is great. Well, the fun the fun thing is, I think I think people can hear uh, like our music, but not us. Interesting. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to a uh, little a little change in the wiring, and then I'm gonna give up. Okay, uh, because mo- that's interesting because most people hate the music, but like us, so they're kind of giving the worst of yeah. Two, three, six. <laughs> We're giving them what they don't want. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. This is my first time here at Bowie, at the oh Bowie really? Bay Sox facility. I've never been here before. To PG County? Yeah, PG County represent. Okay. Uh, this is my first time since high school, probably. Yeah, it's been a few years for me, too. I've brought the girls at least once, I think, out here. I was, I was telling Josh earlier, the last time I even went to a Bowie Bay Sox game was back when they were still at Memorial Stadium, and that had to have been at least 25 years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, isn't this the 25th anniversary of the Bay Sox as well? Oh, well, there you go. You're thinking of Camden Yards. No, that's, uh, uh, yeah, oh, it's the same Camden thing, Yards isn't it? Is 25. I think the Bay Sox are as well. Oh, really? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I will find that out. I, um, speaking of which, the guy who would know that is Adam Pohl, and a huge shout-out to Adam Pohl for Absolutely. Yeah, setting big, us up in the concourse. Big thank you. We talked to, and, and later this show, we're going to play three interviews we had with Tanner Scott, the hard-thrown lefty, DJ Stewart, uh, the the uh, first round draft pick outfielder, 
and uh, hometown boy Glenn Davis. Yep. Uh, so we'll have those interviews later in the show. And that was all Adam Pohl's work, setting those up for us. Every, everything was Adam's work to get us up here. <laughs> we just showed up. Yeah, Set we just us up here. Yeah, the, uh, the, we uh, probably cooked the dinner, too. The Applebee's dinner we were served in the press yeah. box, that was all Adam. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I'm surprised. And Joe. And, and it's a beautiful night for baseball. We got to see Chris Tillman throw, uh, what, two innings? And a, two, two and a third, maybe? Two and two thirds. Yeah. Okay, two and two, two thirds. Two. Yeah. Uh, 2.2, so two hits, one run, uh, his first one, one walk, three strikeouts, 42 pitches. Okay. First, the first batter of the game, home run? No, second batter. He second struck batter. out the leadoff guy. The okay. second Fair batter enough. hit a home run. All right. 25 strikes. So he did pretty good. Pretty good. 25 yeah. strikes out of 42. Yeah, I mean, at this I mean, point, his, his, his velocity was there. I don't think you can say too much about, like, like what, what are you going to say? He, he looked good against double-A hitters. Right. Yeah. Uh, his velocity was decent, I guess. You can't trust the radar guns, apparently. <laughs> That's so, what Tanner tells us. Um, his arm, his shoulder did did not fall off. He didn't look like to be any pain. That is a good he sign. Fine. So, all that's good, right? So, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I don't have any like no no bad news. Amazing insight to offer here. He looked good. He looked thin. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing number right. 56. Yeah. He, what was up with that? I don't know why 56. He looked bigger than all the other players. He's tall. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he was healthy, and that, that's all that we could really hope for in this is that he didn't get pulled early. Yeah, everything looked good. Everything looked, looked natural. looked like uh, everything looked good. What number does he wear regularly? I want to say 27. But man, no, that's not 27. Up. That's Delman Young. Oh, 43. <laughs> no, that was Jim Johnson. <laughs> 20. <laughs> I don't know. We should know this. We, we should know our numbers. All I know is whatever number he regularly wears for the Orioles. It must be retired for the Bay Sox or something. Do the Bay Sox retire numbers? I don't think so. No, but if someone but maybe someone's wearing up, you're gonna have to show up for one game. I would if I were them. I would show up for one game. Right, and, and let say, him have hey, it. Hey, this is my jersey. Back off. Or maybe this is what he wore when he was a Bay Sox. But yet DJ Stewart has no problem wearing number 22, retired by the great Jim Palmer. So the, there's a double standard. Well, yeah, because it's not retired by the Bay Sox. It's retired by the Orioles. And Chris Tillman wore the number 30. Or there wears the number 30. Okay. 30 there we go. We How that, that relates to 26, I'll never know. We, we're both way off. Yeah. We're both way <laughs> off. That's embarrassing. Can we cut that out? We're going to, when Josh is the editing leader, just cut that out. Man, it might be a little tough to cut some stuff out today with this lady talking in the background. <laughs> not sure if people can hear that at home. Oh, I think they can the, hear the, it. The PA announcer? Well, we are, we are in. We are coming to you. This podcast is being recorded from the concourse during a baseball game. Yes. So in the background, uh, we're watching the, the Bowie Bay Sox take on the Flying Squirrels of Akron. Did I make that up? Richmond. 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 They are the San Francisco Giants affiliate. All right. So I don't Fair know enough. why they have an East Coast affiliate. That seems weird. Poor planning on the San Francisco Giants part. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, they, weren't, they haven't been here since, like, the Giants were an East Coast team or anything, right? I, mean, <laughs> I, I they, doubt they, it. They, I they, highly doubt why it. Would you have a, why would you have an East Coast team? The Richmond Flying Squirrels have actually been around since they were the, uh, than the, Orioles. the uh, New York Giants. Not true. I mean, I'm making up stats now. So, clearly, Chris Tillman's start is a big step, and I don't know how many rehab starts he has, but the Orioles need Chris Tillman back as soon as possible. Right. Well, you don't have a lot of faith in know. Jimenez I mean, and Miley and, and Al Alec Asher. Asher. Yeah. No trust in Alec Asher. I mean, we <laughs> Very little in Wade Miley. But that does, Zero in a ball that does bring us to the past series in Toronto where our starting pitching looked okay. Yes. The, the Blue they Jays. through six innings. Yeah. Are the Blue Jays that bad? No, they're just slumping. They're, they're slumping. And we've seen this. The Orioles went through this in uh, September last year where all the hitters kind of slumped at the same time. Right. right. That's right. what the Blue Jays just happening. I'll tell you what, I don't want to face the, the, the Blue Jays in June. No, I mean, their entire team's hitting like 093 or something right yeah, now. Yeah, they got too many good hitters. That they're just really struggling. And the good thing is it makes Alec Asher, who's not a good pitcher, it makes him look great because he's facing a struggling team mm-hmm. who hasn't seen him before. Sure. So right. we're all jumping on the Alex Asher bandwagon. He's earned himself a second start. Just like we jumped on the Mike Wright bandwagon. <laughs> uh, like hey, if a pitcher pitches well... We're going to jump on that bandwagon. We need good pitchers. We need pitchers that can pitch six innings. I, I disagree. I think we need pitchers who are good but can be good for more than two starts. Well, yeah, and but Steve Johnson couldn't do that. Mike Wright couldn't do that. There's a long list of guys who can't do that for Tyler more than two starts. Tyler Wilson, who's now struggling in the pen. Yeah, that's another guy. Like We're talking about a bunch of guys who, can, who are really good at one start, right. maybe two starts, yeah. and then struggle. So, I mean, the jury's still out with Alec Asher, but I don't, if, if, if all our hopes are not Alex Asher, I think we're in trouble. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Uh, right. Yeah, and let's see if he can do what he did on Saturday and continue to be that fifth slot. Ideally, Tillman comes back, and then you're looking at Ubaldo and Wade Miley. Wade Miley has had two good starts. If he can continue that and be okay as your fifth starter, the question is Ubaldo. Yeah, and this is why Chris Tillman's so important, right? He's what you don't have. He's a consistent known guy. Right. You Well, you had Tillman, and you have three starters that you can count on. If you can, I'm including Bundy and I'm including Gosman. Okay. You've got three guys up there. Then yeah. you're okay. You can struggle a little bit with four and five. Yeah. And, and that's the story of this season so far for me. The story of this early season is Dylan Bundy. And it was a story sure. last year. It was a story last year that no one – they didn't talk up a ton. But the biggest story coming out of the world was last season was that Dylan Bundy played entire year healthy. Right. Right. Which, right. which out of the pen. no one thought he could do. And he but contributed. He yeah. And so – this year he's been he's been really good. Yeah, yeah. And so no one I think our I think everyone expectations for for Dylan Bundy have been tempered because of what we've seen in the past with Dylan Bundy. Right. So uh, if all of a sudden we can stop tempering those ex- expectations and talk about his draft stock, talk about him coming up, how he was supposed to be our ace, now he's finally p- pitching like that. That's something I was not expecting him to be this good. Right. Of him That's to, uh, a bonus. He's, right. He's out pitching Gosman right, right now. We thought Gosman was going to be that ace, but right. Dylan Bundy might actually be better than Gosman, which is crazy. Which then gets you to the point of what happens in September. Is he have a pitch count? Does he have an inning count? Is that – or can he can he pitch this way for the entire season? You guys keep on telling me that there's no limits on Bundy. That's what the Orioles keep saying. I don't believe it, but, yeah, that's what everyone keeps on saying. So far, ever since he's come back uh, as a, contributing as a starter in the middle of the season last year, he's proven that when healthy, he is as advertised. Dylan Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just got to hope he stays healthy, and uh, he'll be the contributor we all expect him to be. Yeah. Um, we're also, I mean, we're doing this again live from, from Bowie Baysock Stadium. We're also seeing one of uh, our prospect, a hitter, Who's gotten a ton of a ton of love recently by by the mainstream me- me- media? Yeah, a lot of attention for this yeah. global. Yeah, usually just us talking about these big names. It's finally these every now and then the the big names, the big reporters will mention guys that we talk about all the time. And of course, talk about Cedric Mullins. Yes, right. Cedric Mullins, He's who small. was named the um, uh, Eastern League Player of the Week. Yep, had a huge week, hitting about 500, a couple dongs. Right. All he does is get extra base hits, uh, and so it's fun to see him in person. Hasn't really done anything here in person. I just turned around and trying to check the score there, yeah. Uh, He's leading off for him, playing center field. Yeah, Uh, a smaller guy, speedster, uh, but a guy who certainly hits the ball hard. And we were talking to Adam Pohl, who calls all the games here for Bowie before the game, and he's not not getting bloopers in here. I mean, it says Cedric Mullins isn't getting infield hits. Right. Like, he's, he's line drives, as the nerds like to say. High exit velocity, like that's what Cedric Mullins is all about. <laughs> so that's really encouraging. Not a guy that probably will make an impact this year, but a guy looking at next year, a guy that could be an impact player out there in that outfield. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially if the Orioles continue each year to hold seven outfielders and try to balance them on the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another outfielder that's interesting to watch that we interviewed um, is DJ Stewart. Uh, a couple years ago, he was a, he was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who at Florida State put up ridiculous numbers, batted 350 on base percentage close to 500, uh, and and since making that kind of jump, and he talked about this in an interview a little bit, how he's had some struggles. But he's another guy that's going to be really interesting to watch because he's a guy that has the potential, a uh, great bat and eye, yep, uh, power has power potential. If he can put it together, DJ Stewart's another guy. That's going to be a, a future, the, a big part of the future of this team. So he's another one to watch. So a lot of reasons to get down here to Bowie and check out some of these junk prospects. Just don't be too loud. We've noticed that it's it's not as big of a crowd down here to see Chris Chris Tillman's rehab start than I was expecting. Yeah, we, yeah. We've done some Buffalo Wild Wing shows that have been louder. <laughs> that's true. Than that is the true. Stadium. But but <laughs> you you forgot the big thing and it might be the reason people stayed away. The thing we couldn't tell Bert before coming down here. Oh, it's dogs! It's dogs in the park, or whatever they call it. Mutt Monday. Mutt Monday. Bring your dog to the Bay Sox game. And there's some every Monday. Mutt Monday. I believe so. There's some big dogs. It's my worst nightmare come there's true. A, right, right down here, there are some giant little like black dogs. Not that I'm scared of dogs. I just don't like dogs. When's uh, when bring your goat day? <laughs> you think they'll let you in with your goat, goat day? on that, Mutt Monday? That, that's the uh, monkey goat. 
heard. If I brought my little goat, I bet it could pass off. Oh, you could definitely pass off and bring that goat here. Dress it up, put one of those dog costumes on it. (laughs) You'll be good. Dress it up like a hot dog. One Monday, I'm going to bring my goat in on one of these Mondays. I did see one little dog walking around with two different colored eyes, a dark brown eye and a bright blue eye, and he was wearing a Washington Nationals bandana. I thought for sure Max Scherzer had turned into (laughs) a dog. I wanted to get my picture with it. If if you want to change someone's feelings on how they feel about dogs, just put them around a whole bunch of dogs. Like if you want to change Bert from a dog hater to a dog lover, if you put a bunch of dogs around Bert, he'll just start to love them (laughs) naturally. Isn't that how that works? I don't think so. No, and I, I don't I don't really hate dogs. I just don't want a dog myself. I'm perfectly fine with other people having dogs, loving their dogs. It's just not for me. And I know I, I'm still going to get a lot of hate for that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a small crowd here, but there's a bunch of reasons for that. School's not out yet. The weather. It rained earlier today. It rained earlier. <laughs> At some point today, it did uh-huh. rain. Um, what, what's the other? The HD broadcast. Well, you can listen uh, to all these games on the radio, though. Yeah, you can. Adam's That's true. Those There's games. an app. You can listen to every game yep. on the MILB app. Uh, download the radio. Yeah. What's What's the other excuses? Crime. Uh, crime. No crime one wants to go city. to PG County. People, PG people County. afraid to go to Bowie. <laughs> 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 My favorite one is it rained earlier. That's yeah. classic. Right. Classic excuse. Yeah. But, I mean, the Orioles are off to a fantastic start. Uh, what are they sitting at now at uh, seven eight, and eight, eight and three? Eight. eight. I was gonna say eight. they won yesterday, so eight. Um, and 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 yesterday the 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 dongs came out big time. They did. Yeah. Ask, just ask Trey Mancini. Right. Haven't lost a series yet. Yeah. How about boom boom Trey Mancini? How about his bat? Man, a guy's guy's gonna be MVP of the American League this year. And it's frustrating. <laughs> I feel so bad for all the nerds who are real frustrated because the nerds want Kim to play every oh, day. Oh, the nerds. The nerds hate the way the Orioles are handling this defense. They, I, I get direct messages all the time. I don't want to be negative, but here's all the nerd stuff. <laughs> and I get you want Kim to play every day, but if Trey Mancini keeps on hitting dongs, his home runs are right. worth more than a little blooper that falls every now and, and then. And that's what I don't get with the nerds, is the, the defensive metrics. And if you're hitting home runs and you're scoring runs, you way more overbalance that defensive metric. You've got to be pretty bad in that outfield to hurt yourself so bad that a three-run home run doesn't doesn't make up for that. Yeah. So now that Trey Mancini's hitting dongs, we can talk all this trash about it. And then when he goes a month without hitting a home run oh, and he struggles, it'll be Kim time. Then yeah. yeah then then we look like idiots. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. I mean, we even saw Gentry hit a home run yesterday. You saw that Gentry and Machado used uh, Mancini's bat to hit their home runs. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it, it, you think some shady business going on there? Yeah. I'm just glad. A cork, a cork bat. I'm glad no one broke the bat. Right, right. right. To see what no, was inside. I think it's 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 just another one of baseball over any other sport. Baseball is the most superstitious, and and it's another one of those things where you see the hot bat. Well, if this bat works for these four people, I'm going to pick up and use that bat too. Yeah, it's the, it's the hot bat at the moment. But it's, if. But if you're Trey Mancini, are you pissed that someone could possibly break that bat or chip that bat? I mean, bats break all the time. We yeah. see it. You're Trey Mancini and Manny Machado is using your bat. You're okay <laughs> with that. Now, Craig Gentry, it might be a little, what are you doing? <laughs> all right, fair enough. But it's been, he's putting up historical numbers. I thought, I saw him. He was. Uh, yeah, MLB record. Yeah. He's up there with, on, on a list. You know who else is on that list? Trevor Story. Uh, yeah. And you know who else is? Lou Gehrig? No. As far as home Babe runs Ruth? and RBIs, like the first 12 games Mike or whatever. Trout. Taylor Teagarden is also on that <laughs> list. <laughs> Former Oriole. Former Oriole, Taylor uh, Teagarden. So that's when so you're mentioned in the real same nice. game with him. Uh, that's that's uh, something. That's that's something. Yeah. Craig Gentry got his first hit. Okay. Has I, I, Caleb Joseph gotten an RBI yet? That uh, I do not know. No. no. He does the, not. the answer is no. He's <laughs> only played like two games, right? Yeah. yeah. Two or three. So. Yeah. How do you handle this as the Orioles? How do they handle how do how do they make sure to get Mancini's bat in the lineup every day? Because the way he's hitting, you gotta get it in. And we've seen them get a little creative with left field in Boston, uh, right field in Baltimore, DH and first base in Toronto. Yeah. Now we're gonna go to Cincinnati tomorrow. They're gonna let him pitch. How how do you keep getting and clearly you gotta get that bat in the lineup, but how can you there's no way that like Kim He's still in the platoon situation, though, isn't he? Or is he, has his home run production said, okay, you're off platoon now? He's I, still only lefties, right, or no? Right now he's only lefties, I believe. But I think, you got, I right, think but with the bat, this hat, hot, I think you got to change things, and you got to get him in the lineup every day. 
at least in, in, uh, give them an opportunity to stay hot. Yeah, I mean, there, there's options to get creative, but all those creative options involve a bad player playing outfield, whether right. it's Trumbo or Mancini. Right. Right. It involves a guy not very good at defense playing outfield. Sure. So and, and what's going to be interesting tomorrow is we're in Cincinnati. Three that, games. That's, well, that's also that's no DH. Right. It's, I thought it was two games in Cincinnati. Oh, it is? Might be. But it's no DH. So now you've got Mancini and Trumbo with no place to put them. You're not going to have an outfield of Mancini and left, Trumbo and right, yeah. are you? No, but there will be some <laughs> good pinch-hitting opportunities. Oh, sure. Sixth and seventh inning. Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely. Those are your pinch hitters. Playing some minor league baseball. Yeah, it's three I against mean, the Reds. national league baseball. No, no. Yeah. It's three, it's three against the Reds. I knew it. Correct. Thank All you. Right, you got it. <laughs> um, had a little scare with Jones yesterday running into the wall, but I think he's okay, right? No, no repercussions from that? He was tweeting after the game, so I, I don't, I, his, his fingers work. Right. I'm going to plead the fifth and not mention, talk about him because I don't want to get into a Twitter battle with him. <laughs> He's a, a little sensitive so right now. He is sensitive, so I don't want to say anything about, about Adam Jones. Can we just move on and talk yeah. about someone else? Nothing on the record, please. Yeah, absolutely. Because he will hunt you down. <laughs> even if you like try to – you can't even subtweet him. He'll find you. He'll even find you. If you just mention like there's a professional outfielder who may or may not have hurt his niece lightly on Sunday. He'll tweet at you, right. come at me, bro, when he's fine. <laughs> yep. like, he'll find you. So I, I, I avoid that Adam Jones tweet. I don't, I don't want to mess with that. But So we, we, we are who we thought we were, right? Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, hitting, we're hitting home runs. Balls. Yeah, that's true. But, but, our, but the reason the Orioles are, what is it, 8-3, and three, is because the pitching has been a little bit better than we expected. Or is it because the Blue Jays have been way worse than we expected? Yeah. So I don't too early to tell. I, I don't think our pitching has been, has been good. Um, even against the Blue Jays, I mean, we gave up in that last series. We gave up four runs and then two runs, which is great. Right. Uh, but then we gave up four runs again. So it's not like we're, we're lights out against them. Sure. The bullpen went the first four games without giving up a single run. But then, you know, that uh, Sunday game against the Yankees, they blew up and gave up, what, like nine runs or something stupid. Yeah. So... You know, it, it is still too early to gauge. I can't tell whether to get excited that the Orioles are really good or that it's just we're getting lucky because the Blue Jays are terrible right now. Yeah. And we're, and we're playing them seven times or whatever it's end up being. Well, that's why we always want to make it. And this is where a fan base this happens. But we just want to make it all center team focused. Right. Right. But yet there's other teams going on. There's other things going on with those other teams as well. Even when we placed the Red Sox, they had a lot of sickness going around the locker room. Yep. So, I mean, there's always two perspectives you can look at this from. Are the Orioles that awesome or are the other teams that bad? Usually it's right a combination, right? We're, we're not terrible, and they're struggling. Combines for us winning. I mean, a bunch of the games we won this year, we've only won by one run. It's not like yeah, we're yeah, dominating. Yeah, there's been some tight games. Yeah. It's not like we're dominating the competition. So it's, it's – I am i don't know if we're really good yet or if we're just average. Do you like the, the little bit of small ball? They've been playing with. Oh yeah, that's been fun to watch. It's uh, been different. Yeah, like uh, earlier they did it, and then uh, a home run took it away. But then in on Saturday night in the ninth inning to, to score that one run, that was all small ball. That was yeah, there's nice, was fun, fun baseball. Yeah, right, there, there is some strategy there, which is cool and which fun, yeah. which is fun, which you you don't get that strategy in the past few years of the Orioles. The the <laughs> Earl Weaver strategy, right? Right. The get two runners on, the hit the three run homer. Yep. That's not real strategy. No, but and the, it's now. When the pressure's on, right. we're seeing it uh, with the Yankees. We saw it in like the sixth, seventh inning because you didn't want to get to Chapman. Yep. And, so, uh, so you bring the, the pinch runner in. Right. Then you start stealing. Like you do those things, which – and that's why I think Gentry – you can hate on Gentry because people have been hating on him. Yeah, but struggles. That's, that's his role. Yeah. That late inning. You don't need him to be an everyday outfielder. No. You, and you don't need him to hit 300. All you need him to do is come in the seventh inning. And pinch run. Optionally steal a base, play decent defense, and that's, and that's it. You don't need to have a stud at every position. You need guys with specific roles. You don't need everyone to be able to hit. You don't want a nine Trey Mancini's on your team. <laughs> you want guys who are good at different things. I, actually, I wouldn't mind nine Trey Mancini's on my team. Hey, but if they're all going to hit five home runs. <laughs> that's right. But you want guys who are, are good at different things. And so there's a place that hasn't been on our team uh, for a good uh, defensive Andy Chavez. I want to say Andy Chavez. Yeah, I know. But Andy a, a, Chavez is the best example. Got, but but not better even, that version. Yeah, right. And you're not even looking for him on the defensive side as much as that, that, that speed more, more is like something a, we haven't had. Like a Nate McLeod, but not a Nate McLeod that plays every day. Right? Take Nate, Nate McLeod right, and right. make him only come in after the seventh inning. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of guy I want. Yeah. 
And that that makes sense because when when, when we signed Craig Gentry, what was the thought? Sorry, McLeod like or uh, Travis Snyder like. <laughs> but we're not to see him not have to be the everyday starter is nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh and one more thought I want to mention about Trey Mancini. At the beginning of the year, I th- we were there was talk like first of all, you guys didn't think he would make the team. No. I then there no, was a no there, there was the question of okay, he's going to make the team, but will he last a week? Will he last two weeks? You were right. At, 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 you you can't and I said this kid's gonna last. Right. And it, you can't send him down now. No, he he's 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 your top bench spot right now. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I think Buck Showalter loves to have the extra bench spots. Yeah. And it's interesting right now when you have every reliever being optionable, that I think he's he'll he'll, he'll play with. Okay, I'll take a one less reliever. Right. And I'll just option fresh arms. And I wonder, we'll see how long right. he can do this. Yeah, because the bench spots have the, – the cool thing is he's been using these bench spots. So I don't know. Yeah. Is, 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 is not the reason spots. he hasn't used them the past few years because it was Caleb Joseph and Ryan Flaherty and these were your, your bench guys? Yeah. Ryan you know? Flaherty still hasn't got a whole lot of action. Right. And Thank Paul, Paul Yanish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and now you've got some real bench spots. Is that the difference? Yeah. Yeah, you can be creative with it. All right. Uh, let's move on to the bullpen. Guys. How concerned? I tweeted out a couple of days ago. The season's over. <laughs> I think I might have overreacted a little bit. You weren't the only one. Yeah. Uh, Zach Britton going on the ten to DL. Even before Zach Britton went on the ten to DL, he was he, struggling. He was giving up hits. Oh yeah. Which is not normal. Yeah. Like I know all his saves were nail biters. Yeah. Do we think that was part of this injury, or do we think unrelated? Oh, it has to be. Yeah, because uh, last year he d- he rarely struggled. And nowhere near the struggles that we've seen in these first five save opportunities where he's letting at least two base runners on each time. Um, it has to be injury-related. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody that he's doing a DL stint. The best news to come out of it is that it's only a 10-day at this point. Right. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Maybe he just needs some rest or something. And as we said before the season started, the Orioles are going to take advantage of this 10-day DL more than anyone else in baseball. It totally fits into... The Buck Showalter, Dan Duquette type of baseball. Sure. If they can get away with the concussion seven-day DL, they'll <laughs> even try to use that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's total Oriole baseball. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I don't think Buck Showalter ever envisioned using the 10-day DL for Zach Britton. Right? That's a guy no. who never no. won missing games. Uh, no, of course not. And when he's hurt and it says, uh, what were they, he was complaining about soreness in his arm. Uh, started feeling pain in his, in his throwing arm. Like yeah, that's, that's. It's not like a stub toe. It's not like Joey Rickard. It's not a blister. Joey Rickard, who jammed his finger out for ten days, right? Finger jam. Right. This is shoulder soreness, which combine that with his struggles. Uh, I think it's a huge blow if he's out for an extended period of time. So let's hope the ten days is just dead and he comes back. But I know, like, you can make the argument. Well, Brad Brock can pitch the ninth, and Brad Brock will do a heck of a job at uh, pitching the ninth. I think he'll sure. be a great closer. But then who's pitching the eighth? <laughs> How much confidence do you have in Darren O'Day right now? Michael Givens. But then Michael Givens did not look good in his last start. Yeah. Right. And so even if you move Michael Givens to the eighth, then who's pitching the seventh? I just, like, Darren O'Day, the Michael Givens. Has, the seventh, has, O'Day has been okay in the seventh. He, he had a rough couple games to start. Then he looked okay in the seventh. It's just, it puts the pressure on everybody else. Sure, right? it does. Uh, it, Michael Givens needs to be good. Darren O'Day needs to be good. But isn't it nice how the rest of the team picked up, you know, the day – they announced that Britain's going on the DL. The offense comes out and wins like 11 to 4 or something. Right. Like, no, no not even a save opportunity. Now, if they can do that for 10 days. I'll take it. <laughs> and actually, the off day counts as a day. So it sure does. Nine games or whatever. How many games they have in those 10 days? If they win the next nine games, like 11 to 2, 12 to 1, 17 to nothing, we'll be good. Then we can just cut Zach Britton. We don't even need him. <laughs> Trade him. Get him out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for a nice home run shot because we got the, the backdrop of Bowie Bay Sox, Prince George's Stadium. That's true. We can background. see it on our little monitor here. I'm waiting for a, a home run to fly back so our listeners, our, our live viewers on Facebook can see it. It's still one to nothing, I believe. The, uh, the only run in the game so far has been the solo home run Chris Tillman gave up in the first inning to the uh, Richmond Flying Squirrels batter, Yeah. So, so whatever his name was. So does this uh, being in the background fall under any of those MLB no no reproductions or broadcasts of this game without express written consent? It's strictly oh, prohibited. We did get consent, not written. Uh oh. Does an email count consent? as written? We got definitely got verbal. Okay. From Major League Baseball or from Adam Pohl? 
from Adam Pohl. I don't who, think I believe Adam Pohl represents Major League Baseball. I don't think Major he's League allowed Baseball to speak on Bowie. behalf of I Major League Baseball. I believe he's the official Bowie representative. Okay. So the, the buck doesn't stop with us. <laughs> so we can just pass the buck on to him we will. if there's any issues. We will. Yeah. We're, I'm good at, we're, we're, we're good at that, just passing the buck. I can get behind that. Hey, we're going to uh, kick it over to some interviews at some point here. Uh, what were you guys' impressions? We sat down with Tanner Scott, um, DJ Stewart, uh, Glenn Davis. Yes. We didn't get a chance to really debrief about the interviews. Uh, did any of those interviews stick out to you? What I you guys thoughts about me? The, 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 one that, the one that stuck out to me the most was I was really surprised we didn't ask Glenn Davis about that terrible trade with the Houston Astros. Okay. Different Glenn <laughs> Davis. I thought he looked young. Telling. No relation. I wanted to know where his mustache I was. Like, I like how you Because yeah. Davis is such an odd last name. I like that you want our feedback now. Like, we could, we're going to say, oh, they were really lame. Don't listen to them. Stop the podcast now. No way. They were actually super sweet. Those yeah. guys were awesome. They were very cool. They were fun to talk with, real yeah. down to earth. Um, oh, yeah. And, and to your point, I didn't realize that Chris and Glenn Davis were brothers. <laughs> Again, did that? Did that come out on the interview? <laughs> is that on your Wikipedia page? Hey, I'm tune in. Don't don't fast I'm forward the episode. Kidding. Stay tuned for the whole interview and find out if Glenn Davis is really Chris <laughs> Davis's brother. <laughs> I, I, my favorite Spoiler part. Alert, my favorite not. part of the interview is advice corner. Yeah. As you give professional players advice. Yeah, and so you guys got to stay. T- I gave all of them advice well, as a professional podcaster on how they can be better baseball and players. And it makes sense since we told Trey Mancini go to the outfield. And look what he's doing. Yeah. So now we need to make sure we give everyone we interview advice. That is all us. My only qualms with that, my only issue with that is I gave DJ Stewart advice, but I think the Baltimore Orioles beat me to the advice. Yeah, it was was pretty much the same advice. So we're, I mean, Orioles, the Orioles and I, I I don't talk to Daniel Cat. The only problem is you thought your advice was a joke and the Orioles actually. My advice was going to be a joke, but the Orioles, uh, that was the serious advice. But I wasn't joking about Trey Mancini. We got him to the outfield. So let's see what else we can do with this team. I feel like we're running the team. I feel like we're pretty much running in the team at this point. Yeah, sure. Is that accurate? Uh, by by what, one, one player what, at what, a time. What, what else do you guys want to do? Let's that, talk Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy? He's yeah. not here. Let's right. get him up to the majors. We're, we're, we're gonna, this was really fun and awesome for the base house to have us. We'll do, go down to the Keys and we'll do the same thing and sit down with with Alex yeah. and give him some advice. This is our trial run at doing shows live from Bowie. And it's weird. It's not a normal dynamics, right? We don't have the um, – Josh hasn't yelled at the internet all the day. So it's not the same. We do have the intern posting videos on our Twitter feed at Section 36 Show. we got to be all professional. So yeah, yeah, we can't be dressed like fanboys. I, I came straight from work. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm dressed like a fanboy. I, I got my Section 36. Uh, oh, I put on a polo shirt. But I can't be doing shots. Don't have ten beers in front of me. Like we gotta be a little bit more <laughs> professional. Do you think there's still any food left over in the press box if I go back in there after the show? I'm hoping for some dessert. <laughs> there was nothing and special about that. Food. And Tillman, Tillman's done. So the the everyone guys are they're gone. out of here. They're, they're out gone. Here. Yeah, they're out of here. We're, we're the last ones here. It certainly feels that way. It was cool. It's all a couple three three sixers here. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Do you guys feel like sellouts at all? Because we always are kind of anti-establishment. Well, no. That's we're this is why. They said, and "Oh, you can come to the we, press box." We have box. our press box ba- ba- badges on here, and we yeah. we always bash them like we are the voice of the fan. We're not right. the voice of the media. But we did. But we did. They offered us the press box. We said, "No, we want to set up in the concourse next to the press box." <laughs> yeah, we are. That's true. Good point. We are out with the with the peoples. Yes, right. out with the peoples in the concourse. We're not like the p- Rocco Baco. Uh, Stan Charles, Peter Schmuck's in there. Peter Schmuck, Rich, Rich DeBroff, our friend, of the friend, our good, of good, friend, good friend of the show, Rich DeBroff. <laughs> All of them are up there in the press box, and we're here out with the people in the conference. That's right. That's right. That's how we roll. And there is no Section Three Three Six here in the uh, yeah, Prince George's County that. Stadium. We're uh, sitting in front of what Section Two Hundred Four, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The section you're listening to Section Two Hundred Four doesn't have the same ring as Section Three Three Six. Right behind home plate, a little bit of third base side. We could get cracked with a foul ball if we don't turn around every so once in a while. Uh, d- yeah. I Def- definitely I'm closed my laptop lid when we went to watch Tillman pitch, just in case. I have complete trust in the intern to yell out like four <laughs> if a ball is coming. <laughs> Heads away. up. Complete trust in the intern? Yeah, complete trust in the intern. I don't think those words have ever been said. <laughs> well, guys, before we kick it over to these interviews, I thought we should share that we did get a new iTunes review. You asked for it. You requested one. I did. And one came in for That's you. It's about freaking time. Nice. From we had a new one like a year. El Dajo Loco. Hilarious. Five stars. These guys are great. Podcast live on Facebook Monday nights. 
with crowd participation and even have some sports knowledge. <laughs> now, if only Barely. they could get Lou Barrel his magnet. Oh, <laughs> I have heard nothing but getting Lou Barrels yeah. his magnet Lou for like Barrel the last really two weeks. You've never magnet. heard someone whine so much about a free thing in your life. It I came up in the chat magnet. room tonight. I told it's him. A free magnet. I told him, come to opening day, I'll give you a magnet. Oh, where's uh, where's the said, Facebook Live camera? I said, come to Baysox Stadium and I'll give you a magnet. Look at all these free magnets we got yeah. here. Uh, there's we got tons of them. Should have came to the Bowie Bay Sox. We, we, Watch Chris Tillman's rehab. We start. got more magnets than people in the stadium. We should have handed them out. That's the true. It's a pr- promotional giveaway night. I, we all and I, let, let's fill in some, some chat, some uh, comments from the chat room. Someone says Wellington should 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 have used um, Trey Mancini's bat. That's true. I agree. And they also said drop Ubaldo, make a roster spot. Whenever I. Ubaldo was really good August and right, right. September. So you got to keep holding out hope that Ubaldo can be serviceable. Yeah. You cannot drop Ubaldo now at all. Like, because you don't have a plan B, Tillman, we don't know if Tillman's back healthy yet. This is not at all the time to go away from Ubaldo. You have this conversation again in June maybe when everyone's healthy, but now is not at all because you saw the guys in AAA. They all have an ERA of like 20. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't get rid of someone. And we always talk about this with anyone, right? With coaches, right? Fire John Harbaugh. Well, how, you can't fire someone unless you know you can get someone to replace them who's better than the person you're firing. And so if you drop Ubaldo, you can't guarantee right. that the person – and don't you say Alec Asher. No, Look you at don't. You don't one have start. Superstar. Yeah. Alec Asher. Right. You don't have <laughs> a bunch of starters lined up behind them. Ubaldo's the best we have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Dean Eastlake mentioned Dollar Dog Night. I don't think it is. is that is Tuesday nights. Yeah, it's just it's just Dog Night. No yeah. dollars involved. You, you got to keep those things separate, or it gets real confusing. Uh, the uh, we we should recap here that the uh, Boo Bay Sox just uh, hit a three run homer. Austin Wynn. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're up three to one here in the bottom of the sixth. Austin Wynn, who's a catcher, said to be one of the best defensive catchers behind the plate with uh, Chris the, Tillman tonight in the system. So, yeah, now so it got a little loud here a minute ago. All right. Yeah, I wonder what – and maybe they heard that in the uh, – maybe if you're listening to the podcast, you heard a little <laughs> – A little golf clap going on. A little, too. A little golf clap. In fairness, it was louder than a golf clap. Okay, in fairness, I'm doing the podcast. They hit a three-run homer. I didn't even hear it, okay? <laughs> I didn't even know they hit a three-run homer. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but, hey, that's a, that's a good review. We always love reviews on iTunes. So keep them coming, and maybe we'll send you a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will get his one day. One day. Yeah. We promise to s- at some point to send you a magnet. We don't give any specific dates. Do we, do, we, do we have the intern with a segment tonight? Oh, yeah. Do we have thoughts, corrections, fun facts with the intern? Did you have anything, intern? Or has he been working on his paper this whole time? He's, he's been sitting quietly back here over at the table, so I'll hand him my mic. So I did some uh, digging on the history of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. They started off as an Oakland Athletics double-A team in 1980. They switched to the Yankees double-A team in 1984 until 2003 when they became the San Francisco Giants double-A team. And the Flying Squirrels that hit the dong off Chris Tillman tonight was outfielder Carlos Garcia. And also, I cannot wait for this paper to be done. When, when did corrections become whatever the intern wants to talk about, whether or not related to the show or not. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good info, though. Yeah, I was curious about the uh, Flying Squirrels thing. I mean, they've been uh, a Giants franchise now since 2003, he said. And, and I know the intern's been working on his paper, so I thought we were going to hear more about uh, the, the pollution, pollution of the Chesapeake Bay. Of the Chesapeake Bay. So I'm glad I just didn't hear about any of that. Farming runoff or whatever. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, Something like that. Hey! We know this guy here. Hey, <laughs> well, that's probably a good time to kick it to the interviews. Yeah, yeah. let's hear it from uh, – we'll start with Tanner Scott, and then we'll go to Glenn Davis, and then we'll uh, go to DJ Stewart. Yeah, something like that. Enjoy the show. Something like that. Enjoy. In no particular order. Section 336 is happy to be joined by Glenn Davis, starting center fielder for the Bowie Bay Sox. Glenn, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're interviewing. We're talking to a couple of different Bowie players, but I'm most excited to talk to you more than the other guys. No offense to uh, DJ Stewart and Tanner Scott, 
Though it's pretty cool that Scott can throw 102. Um, <laughs> but you're a local guy, right? You're from Pasadena, went to nor- Northeast High School. Yep. Um, so first question, how is it, I mean, how cool is it to play for, uh, to play so close to home here? At, at uh, well, you know, early on on my career, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, happy just to be home with family and friends. Uh, that way, you know, having their support here locally and then uh, kind of going on the road. and then But then always coming back home is always uh a great thing but nowadays now that i'm older i kind of like going on the road more than staying home i kind of like <laughs> going away getting away from my family i mean i love all of them and all that but you know it's kind of like my time to go on the road and just enjoy myself and kind of hang out with the guys oh, i fully understand you wanting to get away from pasadena i, I get that 100 <laughs> percent. now were, were you an oil fan growing up absolutely yep okay because we mentioned... we, we've got an issue with that because it <laughs> seems like there's a whole lot of red sox fans in Severna park well josh pasadena. mentioned that you're from Severna park and then i looked up and you were from pasadena, pasadena yeah. so that makes sense yeah, yeah i mean that's where the oil growing up is. yeah growing up i played shortstop and i always had to wear number eight because kyle ripping was my favorite sure, player so you know always since i was could, could remember i was going to all the games and watching cal and all brady bordick all the greats kind of surhoff also so, so i grew up around the game and loving the orioles so 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 Forget about the Bay Sox being local. It just must be cool for you just to wear Oriole gear. Yeah, absolutely. And to be yeah. Under that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Just for them to give me the chance and for me to have the, uh, like I said, the chance to come come out here, play every day, and also hopefully one day make it with the Orioles. That's absolutely. Awesome. And your road, even to Bowie, was kind of a unique road. Going back to high school, I mean, I almost every player who's in the majors who, who lived in Anne Arundel County, you think Gavin Floyd, yeah. Teixeira, yep. they all went to Mount St. Joe. Yeah. You didn't go to Mount St. Joe. No. So, yeah, I mean, Mount St. Joe, I guess, back in the day was kind of like the hotbed, either them or Coward Hall. Right. Yeah, so, like, they're kind of like the big private schools, even though Coward Hall, I believe, is public. But most of the guys that, I guess, made it somewhere went to private school. But for me, uh, you know, I actually looked into going to Spalding High School Okay. Uh, my sophomore year, but, it, you know, things just didn't work out. So I continued at Northeast, but, you know. Everyone has their own road, so yeah. mine just was the public school. Yeah, and then after that, you went to – you didn't go to Anne Arundel Community College to play baseball. No. That's kind of messed up, but whatever. <laughs> you went to a different com- community college. Yeah. And so you went there, and then you weren't drafted, were you? So how, how did that go from there to the Orioles? Well, How'd I actually work? was going to go to AACC, and then a guy that I played with on the high school team, he said he was going to Catonsville. So I said, uh, all right, well, let me check that out. And the guy came to one of my summer games, and he offered me, like, a scholarship to go there. So okay. I chose to go to Catonsville that way. Um, but, and then what was the other question? How, how, how did – because you went two years there, right? And well, then you one went year, One year, one year. One year. And then – oh, yeah. And so I played on the – so they called me during the draft, and they were like, we're going to draft you here. Will you sign for this and that? I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to school. Who's this? Who, who, who? Uh, Dean Albany and Chris Gale, they said that they were going to draft – well, the uh, Orioles. Okay. Yeah, so they were going to draft me. They were going to draft you. Okay. And then um, I told them that I was going to go back to school for my sophomore year at Catonsville. I had already verbal to go to UCF for my junior and senior year if okay. I made it that far. Um, so I told them I was going to go back, and I ended up playing on the Orioles scout team that, that summer. Uh, I, I had good numbers. I guess they followed me all the way throughout. I, we were in a tournament at the end of the year, and I had a really good tournament, and they were like, you know, we're going to bring you back in for – another workout and then from there on you know we kind of came up with the agreement and then from there i signed oh wow so that's yeah. kind of interesting interesting yeah. right oriel scout team i didn't know that was a thing that yeah I, think, I, I guess there's different in different areas i guess teams have scout team i don't know if it's still on or not um yeah because you know i might be able to go out there and, and run around a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. show me stuff so i guess yeah. i was just at the media softball game and i performed pretty well so <laughs> the links might be there um, you've gotten off to a great start this year, batting 391, almost 400. That's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, what's been the key to this good start? Uh, you know, I just tell myself to go out there and have fun. Uh, you know, sometimes when you put the pressure on yourself, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to get the results that way. So I'm just trying to take it day by day, have fun, enjoy it out here with the guys. You know, I get to play baseball for a living. Yeah, so, it's so I, cool. Yeah, I got to take advantage of it, you know. So, like I said, just have fun, have the mentality that, you know, I'm going to get out. But, you know, just take it one at a time and not put too much pressure on myself. Yeah, and you are. I mean, you, you are doing what we're just here talking about baseball. You're actually right. living it. I'm a little jealous and bitter, so if that comes across, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think it's awesome what you get to do. Despite batting 400, though, no one's really talking about you, Glenn Davis. It's all good. Everyone's talking about this kid, Cedric Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> that, isn't that annoying? No. You're batting 400. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the Cedric kid right. batting 500. Right. It doesn't bother you? No, Cedric is a really, really good player. He's a really humble guy great teammate uh this is my first year actually being able to play with him uh i did rehab a couple years ago and he was at the team that i did rehab on great guy humble kid so i wish him all the best 
right, well, I have. I like to give, and I was just giving Tanner Scott some advice on not walking so many players. <laughs> I hope he takes it. And you gave Trey Mancini outfield advice. Yeah, I told. I told <laughs> that Trey, seemed Mancini to work out well. Back in the day, he should go to outfield. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, I got some advice advice for for you. I see Cedric kind of being an obstacle on your way to the majors. <laughs> so I think we need to do something about this. And you play outfield next to him, right? So sometimes you play center. Do you play center always? Or you uh, so years past, I always played center. But since he's here now, we're kind of switching. But he'll probably get most of the games in center field, which is fine with me. You know, oh. As long as I'm out there, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm annoyed by it, though. <laughs> I want you out. I want my Pasadena, Glenn Davis out there in center. But I was thinking when you're playing out, out, outfield with him, you, you should do things to kind of make him look bad. <laughs> like, you, you, like the whole, like, you got it, right? So all he, he all he hears, he hears is got it. I like but the really, said, move. you got it. And so all of a sudden, he thinks that you're going to catch it. And then it drops right in front of him, and he looks silly. That's one idea. Another idea you might want to think about is I, I know you often hit the bottom lineup, and he hits the top. So if you get on base, let's say you're first base, he's up. Let's say he rips one to the wall. If you, like, just, like, trip going to second base or, like, slow up with, like, a hammy or something, so he only gets a single – Thus, he doesn't get the extra base hits. Then we can start to knock him about not having any power numbers. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you look like a better player. Nah, you know, Cedric is a great guy. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go out there and play my game. We're all on the same team, all trying to achieve the same goal. So, Well, Glenn, that's fine for you to say. <laughs> I just think, and officially for the podcast, that's your response, right? But what the listeners can't see is he just gave me a wink. I had to cut all that. And so I think he's going to take my advice right, on uh, Just watch what happens on the field. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just a couple ideas. Uh, what, are, what are some things, areas in your game that you feel like you need to work on to kind of take that next step for you? I mean, you know, a lot of guys say the power numbers, but I've tried that in years past and it hasn't really worked out for me. Uh, last year, I think I hit my most home runs in a season, which was six. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to be a kind of guy that's going to go up there and hit 20 home runs. If I hit five, that's great, but... My job is to just get on base, singles, doubles, triples, whatever I can do, walks. And then yeah. my, I would say the best part of my game has always been my defense. Yeah. So uh, if I make it to the big leagues, it'll be probably for my defense at first, and then hopefully the hitting just continues to kind of get better step by step and, and day by day. Well, that seems to be something that's more appreciated now in the majors, I feel like, than ever. Yeah. Speed and defense yeah, is something absolutely. that they didn't appreciate as much maybe even five years ago. Yeah. But now they really appreciate that. Not yeah, to mention just sure. getting on base. Yeah. yeah, we could I mean, use some guys like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, Glenn Davis, we thank you for spending a few minutes with Section 336. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank, you. thank Section 336 is excited to be joined by Orioles' first round selection, the 2015 MLB Draft, DJ Stewart. DJ, thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Um, So first, I want to congratulate you on kind of your rapid rise through the minor leagues. You're now here playing at at Double A. What has been that you played at Florida State and you were an absolute stud, right? (laughs) ACC Player of the Year. Your numbers, you got on base about half the time. Your numbers were ridiculous. What's it like going from being that kind of stud to having to prove yourself and going through the minor league system all over again? Um, it definitely is different um, just because um, a lot of the time in college I didn't really struggle. Um, yeah. And here in the minor league system, it's been a work in progress, uh, kind of making the adjustment with my uh, stance and trying to just figure out the difference in pro ball in college. It's not the same. All these guys, especially at this level, at the AA level, all these guys are one phone call away from the major leagues, and yeah. you're facing very good competition. And I mean, I face good competition at Florida State, but not the grade of caliber every single night that I'm seeing here in AA. Yeah, that kind of blows my mind that there's such a huge jump, though, right? Even from Florida State to single A, right? Isn't yeah. there a big jump? It definitely is. Um, they kind of they kind of correlate high A with being, like, the college level. Yeah. But, I mean – I see some similarities in it and some similarities that aren't there, but every it, you can't really compare them because they're two different animals, right. honestly. Um, you definitely have some things that are similar, but not everything is, so you can't really say that it's the same level yeah. at any level. Yeah, and you mentioned how you made some adjustments with your stance. 
Hey, I'm, I'm not one to talk about another man's stance. You, you stand whatever you, you want to stand. <laughs> but what has been, I know you, you had like a real deep squat cu- coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the, the change and, and why the change with the stance? Um, kind of just trying to stand up a little bit more, um, allowing myself to be, I guess, more conventional of a hitter. You don't really see what I was doing in college very often. And um, just talking with our coaches and guys in our organization, they just – feel like I'll have more success in the long run with this swing adjustment than um, where I was in college. It, it just There's a lot of restrictions, I guess you could say, with the swing that I had in college, um, just because a lot of times in college I was getting pitched away, away, away all the time. Not really many people challenged you in. And uh, now here at the professional level, they're taught pitch in, pitch in, pitch in. Yeah. So just to kind of make it an easier transition. <laughs> Try to make it an easier transition for me for that inside pitch and just making me an even better complete hitter. Yeah, absolutely. And something that you did well in college and you still do well in the majors is get on base. I think you had 78 walks last year in 121 games. If you were playing for the Orioles, only one player had more than 78 walks. So that's a big – isn't that a big part of your game, just getting on base? Um, Yeah, it definitely is, and that comes from – my dad was my coach a lot uh, growing up, and I use, usually uh, let off for our team, and he preached to me, if you're not going to hit the ball out of the park, your first at bat, you better see some pitches so the guys around you can yeah, just right. see what the pitcher has. So, I mean, sometimes when I was leading off, I would get a hold of that first pitch if he th- grooves a fastball, but right. I've been taught a lot by my dad just to get good pitches and trust myself that I can hit with two strikes. But uh, – Seeing as how I play for the Orioles now, and like you said, not many, not many of those guys walk a lot. Yeah, I, I hope the Orioles were listening to that piece of advice about seeing pitches and taking walks. Does your dad want to coach for the Orioles? No, 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 no definitely not. But uh, so I have to kind of not be as selective now. I would say um, if I get a good pitch early in the count, kind of try to put a good swing on it. That's kind of something uh, in our organization we've been preaching with me a little bit is don't take as many, don't give the pitchers as many strikes as I do just if they if they groove me one get get uh do some damage with it now does your dad still call and constantly give you advice oh yeah Uh, if he's your coach you're never off right oh yeah I I talk to my dad all the time about baseball he actually played professional baseball so he's uh kind of had that experience as well so I get to talk to him and just kind of go over the game Good nights, bad nights. He he, ne- he never lets off on me. And you're you're looking forward to the time that you get to tell him that you're a better player, right? Oh, Once yeah. you get to the bigs. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's interesting how the Orioles are kind of coaching to do, because I have been giving advice to, to the we've interviewed Glenn Davis and um, Tanner Scott. And Tanner Scott. I've been giving advice. Like I told Tanner, Tanner Scott to stop wasting everyone's time, the pace of game stuff. If you're going to walk them, just let them go to first without throwing <laughs> all those balls because yeah. the millennials don't like to wait that long. And I told – I was giving Glenn Davis some advice on how to sabotage Cedric Mullins uh-huh. because Cedric Mullins is standing in his way to get into the majors. <laughs> so just some tricks on how you can kind of ruin Cedric Mullins' career. But um, for you, my, my advice for you, but maybe you've been already gi- given this advice because I give advice, I, though I've never played professionally uh-huh. or coached at any level. Okay. I still like to give advice. I've played some video games, so I know a little bit. Um, but, but, my, but my advice would be if you want to make it – from what I've seen, the Orioles' corner outfield positions – the key is to be a below-average fielder, so don't field well if you want to make it. <laughs> and also, like, don't get on base too much. You're getting on base way too much. Gotcha. Right? It's just about striking out a lot and hitting home runs and playing bad defense. That's what it takes to be a corner so, outfielder. So you want him to be the next Trey Mancini, just hit the ball hard? Yeah, just don't get on base so much. Stop being good, so good at what you do. How about Trey Mancini? That's yeah. unbelievable. That isn't, guy's isn't that fun? And, and that must be fun. A guy who spent a lot of time here at Bowie to see a guy like that work his way up, and have so much success in the majors. Oh, yeah. kind of gives hope to everybody, right? It, it's definitely awesome to see a guy like that. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, just talking to him a little bit in spring training, um, we were actually talking. I was up for one of the big league games uh, during the Florida State-Notre Dame series, and we, we kind of started talking about that because he went to Notre yeah, Dame. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it leads into just more baseball talk. And whenever you see a, a good guy like Trey just have success and – He's been grinding. He's been a little older too, right? He didn't yeah, get success, exactly. success immediately. A little bit exactly. Older. Yeah. He's been grinding. He's worked his way to that level, and just to see him have success at that level, it just it gives everyone that is at the level that he was at previously just hope and 
hopefully we have as much success as he does one day. Absolutely. Well, D DJ Stewart, I, I have one more question I wanna I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking up. You have a Wikipedia page. With by by the way, congrats. I feel like you've already made it if you're on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, we talked to uh, Glenn Davis, Terrence Scott. They don't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Those jokers. You've already made it. But I was looking on your Wikipedia page. This is how I do my research. Uh -huh. And I noticed you were um, drafted out of high school by by the Yankees. I like to think that you didn't sign with the Yankees just because you didn't want to play for the dreaded Yankee organization. So you said, screw you, Yankees. I'm going to go to college so I can play for a better organization. Is that kind of what happened? <laughs> Is that accurate? It didn't go, it didn't go exactly like that. Um, but I'm very happy with where I am right now, and uh, I'm glad that I went to school and got to experience that for three years. And uh, it worked out for the best, and I'm just glad to be an Oriole right now. Well, DJ Stewart, we wish you the best of luck. We'll be following your career. And uh, we'll be watching you. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks, you very man. much for having me. Section 336, excited to be joined here at Bowie Baysock Stadium by Orioles left-handed pitcher Tanner Scott. Tanner, welcome to Section 336. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and you were kind of, I'm excited to talk to you, you're kind of the epitome of what a draft pick should be. You were drafted in the sixth round. You've developed over the past few years, becoming better each year, working your way up to Bowie. Mm -hmm. So congrats on making it to, to, to Bowie. Thank you. Thank you. You throw the ball really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like really hard. Yeah. What's the fastest you've ever thrown the ball? Uh, 102. 102? Wow. Yeah. That's like a little kid question. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just I'm excited here. Uh, 102, do, do you ever, when you're on the mound, is there, is there a radar? Uh, yeah, there is a radar gun, but I, I tend to not look at it, plus it's uh, not usually correct. Uh, is it too high or too low? Or just Depends. Off? Depends on the day. It's just off. Sometimes right, it'll wrong. be right. Sometimes it'll be yeah. off, off. Yeah. If I threw as hard as you threw throw I would look at it every pitch but <laughs> how fast was that right like, like the movies going down to the road and just throwing it at the uh, speed signs yeah absolutely <laughs> I, and I, I don't know how this works how people throw hard I don't understand when you, growing up did you always throw harder than everybody else or when did this speed develop I mean uh growing up I was I was mainly an outfielder and then I converted into a pitcher my senior year and oh really my senior year I think I had like 20 innings so I think the hardest I hit was 91. Then that summer, that summer, kind of freshman year of uh, a D2 school, I, I think I topped at 94. And then I transferred to JUCO, ended up hitting 98, and I got drafted, ended up hitting 100, and then just kept going up. So. Oh, man. I guess as a, as a draft pick, that's a, the Orioles' dream is to draft a guy throwing 98 mm -hmm. and just <laughs> hope he can throw 102. Like, that, that's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, you throw, a, you can throw 102 miles per hour. That's pretty incredible. Uh, you're left-handed pitcher. Mm -hmm. I know you're, you're you're starting here at Bowie. Yeah. Is the plan ultimately for you to be a starter, or is this just to get more innings I, in? Uh, this year they were, they called me in the off season. They're like, hey, uh, we're gonna have you as a like a, a modified starter, as you can call it, and they okay. say like maybe go three, four innings every time, so I could have a bullpen in between and then another start, so I could work on all my pitches and essentially getting that hundred in the zone get more okay. get more outs instead of walks because that's one of the issues I've had so they're yeah. trying to get me to fine-tune my stuff so I can obviously one day hope to help out the Orioles yeah yeah so that's okay so they have and that's pretty cool on your part that the Bowie Bay Sox kind of created this new role just for you it's a modified <laughs> starter role yeah, it's definitely definitely different I usually like the bullpen you get I mean you get you get adrenaline hey Tanner you're in next inning your adrenaline gets going. As a starter, you're like, I gotta find this adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like maybe even like five years ago, everybody wanted to be a starter. Mm -hmm. But now even bullpen guys are making a lot of money to be those yeah. back in the bullpen guys. So it really doesn't matter at this point as far as money. No. St starter or, or bullpen. So what are some things that you're working on? You mentioned the walks. What are some things that you feel you need to do to take this, the, the next step? Uh, to get to the next step is obviously throw my fastball. Uh, where I want it in and out, and then 
have my slider that I can throw for a strike or a put-away pitch, and then I have a changeup, but I really don't throw it as often. I, I don't even think I've thrown it yet. Yeah. But it's mainly just fastball slider and just fine-tuning it to get it in the bottom of the strike zone, up in the zone, in and out, and yeah. just hopefully get to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have some, I have some advice for you, Tatiana. <laughs> and I, have, I have no experience playing right. professional baseball. I, um, in high school, I was the right fielder. I picked daisies most of the time. I really didn't play. But I, it doesn't stop me from giving advice to professional sure. baseball players. <laughs> um, so you, like, either walk or strike out everybody, it seems like, right? For the most part? I mean, that's, uh, that, saying, uh, but. that's, that's been pretty much on point. Yeah. But. See, my issue, what I'm concerned with, is the pace of gameplay in Major League Baseball. This is a growing concern, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and so you are like the worst nightmare for a pace of, of play guy because you are either striking a guy out or walking him, but that's a lot of pitches, mm -hmm. which slows up the game. The millennial is like, this guy over here, he can't, he can't stay focused <laughs> and watch the entire game. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe you strike out like the first, you know, you get, get out the first two guys, or even you pitch an inning and get everybody out. Mm -hmm. Well, you know you're due for a walk. So just say, say, next guy, just go to first base because you're due for a walk anyway. That's the new rule, right? <laughs> it's, the, it's the intentional walk. Yeah, just, yeah. Say, just pick up the so, so just plan when you want to walk the guy. Yeah, yeah. And just, so I don't have to sit there and watch you throw four balls. Let's pick up the pace a little bit. Let him go to first because <laughs> you know the walks are coming anyway, and then strike out the uh, next guy. I'm just trying, trying to get away from those. Maybe uh, three-pitch inning, three Ks. That's what yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Three-pitch, three Ks instead of a walk. Yeah, it, I would be happier. The millennials would be happier. <laughs> you, would be, you would go up. Uh, you would get a promotion more quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Tillman, is, he's here pitching today. Yeah. Have you had a chance to interact with Chris Tillman at all? Yeah, I've actually uh, I met him. Last year when I would go over to the big league side and back up, and then I went to the exhibition game, and he was obviously on the flight, and I talked to him a little bit. He's a great guy. And just mm -hmm. wanted, wanted him to get back up to up to the big leagues and do what he does. Yeah, well, I would imagine a major, an Oriole, major league Oriole player here coming down to double A, probably thinking he's better than all you other pitchers. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So I was going to recommend that you snub him before he a preemptive snub before he had the chance to snub you for being just a double-A no, player. No, <laughs> like he's, he's not that guy, no. He's a, he's a great guy. Oh. Everyone loves him. He's just, I mean, he has experience in the big leagues. You know what it takes, and he's obviously going to give advice when you need it, and you just got to talk to him not be scared to talk to him. And he's, a, he's a former Bay Sox pitcher. He's got a banner right there around yeah. the corner here. So. Right, but now that he's back, did he, all, did he buy the team dinner? Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got <laughs> post-game today, so it's nice. All right, right a Shoot, I was gonna start. I was trying to start a little drama here between Chris <laughs> Tillman and the Bowie Bay Sox players. No, <laughs> no, not gonna happen. Yep. None. Great guy. That's good. That's good. I'd rather that than there be beef. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't want beef in the same organization. Everyone's <laughs> trying to. Everyone's trying to help out the big league club. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's we talked a lot of minor leaguers, and they always have only good things to say about the major league guys when they come through with rehab starts and stuff. Really kind of disappointing from my perspective because I like <laughs> to see the drama, but I, it's good for the organization. Now, every pitcher we talk to praises Alan Mills. Who? Alan Mills. Uh, Alan Mills. Oh, yeah, right. love him. Yeah. So, Great guy. Right. This is so the did, best. You spent time working with him, and I assume he helped you out as well, just like every, everyone else we praised that praises yeah. him? Yeah, I mean, uh, first time I really got to work with him was last – not last year, the year before that in the Folly. He was our he was our pitching coach out there. And last year I got up to A and spent time with him, and he's just – the man. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Everyone. Um, well, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner Scott, we thank you for joining us here for a few minutes. Um, you, you are a name that maybe three years ago no one heard of when you were drafted. But now, I mean, it's hard to ignore someone throwing 100 miles per hour. left it's popping picture. up quite a bit. So everyone yeah. knows your name now. Yeah. So we wish you the best of luck. We'll be following your career. Uh, good luck, Tanner. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much.
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.